The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdell. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdell. Mike, we need a weather report. What's going on in the Florida Panhandle? Chris, what's happening? Do you remember the, uh, you probably do, the movie Do the Right Thing? Yes, sir. Okay, <laughs> then you remember the picture. It's hot. The radio guy, hot, hot, hot. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Uh, I can't believe how many people have said, God, Dylan, all the people in the world, why would you move to freaking Florida July 28th? I don't know if you get through the worst month of the year to start with, which a couple of people did give me credit there, Chris. The rest can only be gravy. So a good friend of mine, it was your boss, Chris, and mine, Rick Marson, <laughs> he's been in Florida for years, was the one that said it yesterday. He goes, well, look at the bright side. You get through this in the next two weeks, we could... Forever, because you just got through the worst six weeks of the year. So the other thing I can say, and it's probably said this a week and a half ago, Chris, I've never seen it rain this much, this hard. When it rained in Colorado, it rained for like 30 minutes, and it just kind of came down, and it looked kind of like nice and normal and sweet. This stuff is like torrential scare. Like you can't even drive your car. I don't. I have to have another speed, Chris, on my windshield wipers. So if anybody knows where you can get one more speed, to go faster than they already go, let me know because I've had to pull over down here and I can't see. And why do people put their hazards on? It's my other question. You put your hazards on in a rainstorm, I'm thinking you're stopped and you're moving. So leave your hazards off, will you? I don't know what the rule is, but Chris, it doesn't make sense to me. So that's my weather. It's going to get nice. It's going to be cool. The beach has been beautiful. So, so far, so good. What about well, you in the great state of Kentucky, the bluegrass state, as they say? How are things well, there? You know, Mike, obviously a lot of people uh, heard and read about uh, the flooding that was in eastern Kentucky, which is not close to where we are. And uh, anytime that happens, any type of natural disaster like that, we always feel for the people. But, you know, it, it is it is interesting how people can be enthralled by the weather. And I do have another follow-up question for you. I'm guessing you're starting to pay attention to the Weather Channel now Now that hurricane is for disturbances, as they call them, out in the Atlantic that may or may not reach you. but your uh, perception of hurricanes has probably changed uh, over the last few months. Chris, I even got I, I even got the radar app, and I paid for the premium. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I'm going to pay some attention, but like so many things in life, you, you can't do much about it. I, hurricanes get a lot more ink than giant softball-sized hail, which Colorado's pretty famous for, or golf-ball-sized hail, which you know it does do its damage to windshields, cars, roofs, and other things. So there's a peril somewhere everywhere. I can't think of where there isn't. Maybe San Diego doesn't have perils. Do they have any bad weather? Fires. Yeah, I take it back. In today's world, yeah, a fire is, is probably one of the most dangerous, probably more dangerous now, I would guess. Although you ask somebody in Jackson, Mississippi today if they're worried about fires, and I think the answer would be no. Yeah, I don't understand the water world, the weather world, the fire world, the flood world. Uh, Montana was underwater just about seven weeks ago, and now they're talking about some dry floods up in the northwest corner. So I, I don't really know, Chris. It's it's interesting to say the least. We've given a lot of sales ideas over the seventy plus podcasts that that we have done. 
But one of the things that you and I talk off air a lot about is how do we start the conversation or how does a producer start the conversation, which he or she then can go a little bit deeper? It seems as though a lot of challenges that producers have is just getting started. And once they get started, they tend to be okay. So what's your advice to producers who are struggling to engage in the income protection conversation? Chris, you just, um, I'm going to step back for one second. You just made a really poignant point that we've made a lot of sales ideas. And there's a lot of sales ideas out there. And most of everything that you and I have ever done has been, you know, begged, borrowed, or stolen, correct? So it's not like, other than I think I was the last, I think I was the guy that came up with, uh, when was the last time somebody got died and then got sick? Remember? That was yours. No question. <laughs> I think that was mine, but that's about it in the world. You know, let's do things in order. When was the last time somebody died and then got sick? But beyond that, everything comes from somewhere else. And it's it's been praised over years and years and years, put in a different context for the times, kind of like music, but it's but it's there. I, I'm going to put out today that everybody, anybody that listens or has listened, or maybe we'll pick up some people that listened in the past. If you've used anything that Chris and I have talked about, anything at all, send me an email, Mike Coggle, C-O-G-D-A-L-L. I'm doing this. Mike Coggle at gmail.com. No periods or nothing. Just Mike Coggle. And tell me what you did and how it worked. So then if we pick up new people in the audience or a current audience that hasn't tried something, let's, let's, let's work together on this, Chris. My plan, and I think yours for, you know, the last quarter of the year in 23 is, you know what? We always talk about until everybody owns it, we haven't completed our job. And we've said that more than once. And we have an awful lot of eligibles that still haven't even heard of it, let alone own it. So if you've used something or had an idea or something that works, send it to me. It can be real quick. One sentence. Just say, hey, Cog, here's what I did. Here's what I used. And, and, and here's what happened. Because you know what I just did? I told you, Chris, a Zoom call for another organization a couple of weeks ago. And I got some really phenomenal feedback on I did what you did. And then I had to take it one step farther because of this analytical person. And they told me what they did. And they broke down the numbers and said, listen, if you had a And this is an example, Chris, of a sales idea. And it was actually the one doing things in order. That's why I said, when was the last time somebody died and got sick? And the guy wanted to go, well, I, I get that. That's real funny. haha. But what about, you know, what, what, what's the monetary value of this? And I learned from a guy, some people think in those terms. He said, we'll make it really easy. You're going to spend $750 a year for X a month, uh, $2,500 a month. Month. 2500 a month equates to around 30 grand a year. If you're disabled for one year ever from now in the next 35 years, boom, 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 35, you will have, you will have made money if you actually have a claim. Um, and again, he finishes it with, and if you don't ever have a claim, what happens, Chris? You lived a phenomenally good, lucky life, right? You never noticed the money that came out of the checking account. So exactly right, Chris. So the question the guy basically closed with is, so how can you lose? <laughs> Chris, simple means complicated every time. So he asked the guy on the phone, he said, so how can you lose? And he didn't say another word. To like, I, was, All right, I got it. I got it. And he went on, Chris, honestly, God, truth to take the application. So those are things that, that we need to use. I know some people just get it. Some of your clients just get it. You need this. You buy it. Boom, boom, boom. But a lot need a nudge for a lot of things. I mean, there would be an awful lot more whole life insurance or a VUL or a permanent life product, Chris, sold. Don't you think if people understood it better, how it actually worked in today's world, how it works? 100%. So my point is not to be patronizing, Chris. I think, you know, I understand permanent life insurance. I understand income protection. 
I actually understand the rule of 72. I mean, I, I get basic financial planning, but we forget that a lot of people, regardless of educational experience, Chris, I beg you at the Wharton School of Business, they don't teach income protection planning of any kind or talk about it or financial planning. You know, it's still in college and the pros. Do they still teach financial literacy? Most part, they don't teach it to professional athletes. So, I mean, in that regard, this is what I want. I want you to send me a note that says, hey, it could be one sentence long. I just want to compile this so we can go back, Chris, and do a podcast saying, here's what worked and here's didn't. Now, let's go back to what you asked me before. You're going to have a meeting and let's say you schedule 15 appointments a week. I don't know what you schedule. Three a day is pretty good. I mean, I do have a friend that schedules eight a day, but you do three a day, 15 a week. Anybody under the age of, let's say, 55 should be a income protection conversation. Not knowing whether they have it or not should be immaterial. The question that you have to ask and you have to get comfortable, if you want to open the conversation, you have to look somebody in the eyes and say, nice to meet you. I'm Mike, you're Bob, mm, pretty family, the whole nine yards. Get Get the easy stuff, the, the, you know, the cocktail chat, the coffee chat. Get that out of the way, you know, the superficial stuff. Because you're sooner or later, you got to get down to business. And I think one of the easiest ways, Chris, to start this with anybody is to get down to business is, do you know what? Simple beats complicated every time. Third time I've said it today. Just cut to the chase. Go, you know, before we start with anything, anything at all, and you've got to be emphatic, you've got to be passionate, and you've got to be sincere. And you don't have to fake sincerity because it, it, it's real. I have to ask you a question. And I'm going to call you Chris. I have to ask you a question, Chris. And this is, before we can do anything, this is a question that I'm going to have to get the answer to. And the only person that can give me that answer, unfortunately, is you. And I'm going to make this really easy. You're 37 years old. In the event that you got hurt or sick and you couldn't work from not, for 90 days, at least 90 days, to possibly the rest of your entire life or working career, so let's just say working career to 67. You're 37 years old. That's a pretty long span. 90 days is the shortest amount of time, maybe 90 to six months. That could happen. The other one can happen as well. We both know that. I need to know from you, in the event that something like that happened, what would your plan be? As the prospect, Mike, I and the number one answer I believe that we get is, well, Mike, I think I have something at work that would protect me all the way to age 67 if I get hurt or sick. But do you know? But do you know? This is this is dead serious, Chris. Uh, but do you know you have something? Do you know what, exactly what it is? No, because Mike, if not, I, we need to find that out as well, no, Chris. I, I don't know exactly what it is, Mike. I just know that there's some kind of program for us. But you don't know what it is? Correct. Well, could you find out for me? So, Mike, let me give you another one that sometimes we get. Well, my my wife works. Awesome. Do you live on one income? Completely. And maybe uh, you do. That's fine. No, I mean, you know, we're, it takes two incomes to pay the bills and then to set aside money for our future. Let me ask you another really dumb question of, uh, that you have to add. You, you, this is all about raising the blister for those of you that are listening today. You know, the other answer to that is, and it depends on your personality and who you are. You know what? Yeah, your wife works and your wife is the breadwinner in the family. And you are on your way to dinner and it's you and your wife in an auto accident and you both get hurt. Now, what's your plan? What is your plan? So, Mike, it seems like to me, I mean, out of role play, is that what you're really emphasizing here is not to try to convince anybody of anything, but to just Tell ask them a question do. to get the conversation started. Chris, absolutely. It, it, 
it's imperative to get somebody to stop briefly and reflect on what the heck would happen. You know, we started talking about our parents and long-term care right at the cusp of when it becomes important. And how many people don't have a long-term care or a plan in place without the products, without the actual product, Chris? How many people have something in place until, you know what, their 84-year-old father broke his hip and had a stroke? So, Mike, I mean, here, here, here's my question. Just, I mean, you've been doing this a lot of years. Why do you think that producers either, I guess it's a two-part question. Why don't they even ask the question? And then the second part is, why do they jump right into product and start talking about non-can, ONOC, and things like that? Chris, number two is the easiest one to answer, and that's because if you know something about that, you can just go down that path, right? If you understand the product, but remember, the client doesn't and, and should not any more than I should understand, you know, how to perform cataract surgery. How would I know? I, it's not, it's not, it's foreign to my world. Part one, Chris, asking and answering the question for people is really complicated. But you know what? You've got to get to the point, Chris, where you look at people and you go like this. God, I wish I would have. That is a sentence that you want to take off the plate from a person. And you need to tell them that. The last thing I want you to do on this question, I just answered. Oh, by the way, I'm still waiting for a good answer. Uh, and it's okay to say that. However you do, what what would your plan be? And the plan we don't want is what everybody says. God, I wish I would have. And then there's something at the end of that. I wish I would have. I hear that so many times. I wish I would have asked that person out. I wish I would have, you know, done. How many times have we said it, Chris, in our lives? Wish I'd invested in Amazon many years ago. Chris, when I moved to Seattle, I poo-pooed Microsoft and I poo-pooed Google. And I said, how could Google, especially in way fast forward from Microsoft, how could they ever make money? How could they make money? It's a search engine that just finds you stuff. I, I don't, I didn't think about the ad. I didn't think about any of it. How could they make money? So I wish I would have is something you want to take off the plate. Because we have to, what we're doing in financial planning, Chris, is, is remind people of why they're with you. We are preparing for the future, which is unknown. And if you use the last couple of words, it helps a lot. We're preparing for the future, which is unknown. And if you can say things like that, somebody will at least listen to you for one second. Then you can go to sales idea B. By the way, you know, I just asked you all that. You don't really have a plan. So let's talk about putting life in order. And I may ask you something that a guy taught me a long time ago on a podcast. When was the last time somebody died and then got sick? That's my point. We need to make a plan for this and see where it goes from there. You're out 30, 40 seconds. They're going to go, no, Chris, I want to invest in mutual funds. Well, then you know what? Go invest in mutual funds. You can do that. You don't have to fire your client. You don't have to argue with them. You have to let them do things that you want them to do for their own reasons. Did that make sense? Absolutely. This you was know, Mike, a second I, lieutenant thing I learned many, many, many years ago as an infantry officer, second lieutenant. You think, want them to do what you want them to do for their own reasons. Mike, I think the challenge that many advisors have is they let their their prospect or client, where whatever stage that they're in, hijack the conversation and hijack the process, and and they don't plant their feet. One of my favorite expressions is "stand for something, you'll fall for anything." So when you're what you're talking about, if you don't stand your ground on the importance, in this case, disability insurance, but it expands to the risk protection plan 
and you let them hijack everything, hijack the process, you know, I want to invest here, here, and here, and not address the, the disability insurance, income protection, then you're falling for anything. You're not standing for something. And Chris, I'm going to throw this back to you real quick, if you don't mind. But, you know, this is where you and I spent a lot of time building. And you said it a week ago or 10 days ago pretty well. High tech, high touch. That's what you and I are trying to do. We are trying to high tech, high touch, income protection academy and gather a group. And it doesn't have to be a large group. I mean, we've already, we've had some inquiries already. We're work, starting to work with some people. But Chris, could you expand on what you and I are doing just a little bit more? I mean, it's not a pure blown advertisement, as they say. But these are the things we want to help you get to where you want to be or need to be, depending on what you're, what, where, where you are, what your status is for you. Yeah, Mike, it's a great question. It was really interesting. You know, last our last episode, we mentioned uh, the Income Protection Academy and the Exceptional Producer Inner Circle and just kind of off the cuff. And it was interesting, the number of people that reached out to us that basically said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I'm bringing them all together, is I am committed to doing more disability insurance going forward, but I need help. And so to your point, Mike, that's why, you know, we've created these programs for producers, these coaching programs to help them get from where they are to where they want to go. And some of the ones we've had talked about are doing 100000 a year of annual premium, but they want to go to 500000 Talk to other people that want to go from one, two, three, four apps a year to an app a month or two apps a month. And, and what it says, Mike, and this is an indictment of our industry, is that we've really gotten away from coaching and training. And Mike, you remember back in the days when you and I were with Provident and we would have all kinds of coaching programs or seminars or courses, but so did Paul Revere, the guys at Paul Revere we were competing against, but so did the guys and the girls at Unum who were doing it. I mean, there was so much going on. And, and unfortunately, as an industry, we've stopped doing that. And I, I believe the only way that we're going to accomplish the mission you talked about that everybody's been talked to about the need to protect their income is doing more coaching and training in, in our little corner of the world. That's what we're committed to doing with our programs. And, you know, and if, if you're interested in that, you know, you can reach out to us, Chris at the DICoach.net or Mike Cogdell at gmail.com. And we can have a discussion to see if we're the right fit for you. Because Mike, I think you'll agree with me. We're not for everybody. And some people need something different that we're having to offer. Chris, absolutely. Nobody is, is can't take care of everybody. But for those of you that are curious or just want to know more, reach out to us. I, I think it's time that we sold more DI. Chris, I think I mentioned this. I got the limit numbers not that long ago. It's still flat. And I say that probably every single quarter for the last, I don't know how many quarters, longer than we've been doing this. It's flat and it doesn't need to be flat. You know, Mike, I mean, that that's the fact. Those are the numbers. But it goes to what you and I have talked about since we begin this podcast, this is an opportunity for a producer that literally has an unlimited amount of prospects. It's an industry or an opportunity that has no competition. If you're working in the doctor dental market, yeah, you have competition, but almost every other market, there's no competition. It's an right. industry where carriers pay you a grossly, uh, a, a gross amount of money rather uh, to sell their product. And it's an industry. There are people who are willing to help if you will reach out to help. So Mike, you talked about this the last time we got together about if we were to go to the college campuses and we were to tell this story, we'd have people lined up around the block just if they were just to sell one app a week 
in over 20 years how much money they would make. And so I, I know that we tend to drink our own Kool-Aid, but we've got a combined almost 80 years in this business. So we know how successful people can be by doing what you demonstrated, Mike, just starting the conversation and asking the question. Chris, at the end of the day, you just said it's not for everybody and we can end it here on, on a side note. Chris, I don't determine compensation really, right? Carriers do. Correct. Why do carriers pay like three or four or five percent for an annuity and they pay 60, 70, 75 plus renewals forever for a disability insurance policy? Maybe it's a little bit harder to explain. Maybe it's a little bit harder to get full buy-in. It's a true risk product. Maybe it's a little more complicated. So if you're interested in, you know, not poo-pooing annuities, by the way, but there's a huge difference on why one carrier or all carriers pay a significant amount of money for income protection versus many other products. And what is that reason? We understand it's not the easiest thing to do in the world and everybody needs a coach. So, you know what, if we can help you get past, you know, the insincere objections, as we like to call them, to constantly remind yourself to talk to people about income protection, anybody can get there, Chris, anybody. You don't have to be a multi-talented athlete. You don't have to be an Einstein with an IQ of 170. Anybody can do this. With some intestinal fortitude and some hard work and perseverance, anybody can do it, Chris. Absolutely. Hey, Mike, pay attention to those weather apps. Who knows what's coming? I got you, but I hope we don't do one pretty soon where I'm all, what do they say, buttoned up or battened down or whatever. <laughs> hope not. All right, my friend. We'll talk soon. All right. Be well.